All right, hello everybody. Welcome to the Vince Size Podcast Show. I'm your host, Vince Size. Happy Thursday, ladies and gentlemen. It's it's um, go, going uh, almost afternoon the East Coast. Good you know, good morning to the West Coast. Me and Manny's gonna have a great show, ladies and gentlemen, today uh, today because we're gonna talk about the NBA. Predict about the NBA. Shout out to all the NBA creators out there for the podcasting. But anyways, Maddie, how good? Good well, good morning and good afternoon, and good evening, by the way, as well, uh, wherever you at. But good, Maddie, how are you, my guy? And I can't predict. I, I can't wait to predict the NBA season with you because I know there's a lot of fan base are going to listen to the show because they're probably going to get mad with what we have to say. But it's okay because that's our job is to keep it real on this show, right? Yes, to keep it real. Thanks for having me on the show. I look forward to predicting the NBA and seeing what happens. Hopefully, you don't keep score because I know how you guys do. You like you like to keep score and say, "Oh, this guy got this wrong." It's still preseason. <laughs> exactly. Let's not, you know, act as if this is some contest. It's not. It's just two guys shooting the shit, talking NBA. So I look forward to that. Of course, of course, of course. So, real quick, Manny. So, I want to talk about real quick about you know before talking about the prediction and everything. I want to ask you about the James trade. Obviously, you're a Celtics fan of the Drew Holiday trade, and obviously for Zinga. So, we'll we'll start with Boston real quick. So, by the way, shout out to uh, to the Boston fans out there. By the way, you, including you, Rob Mentor, JB. Shout out to my friends Sean and Lucas Gaynor. Uh, real quick, so Manny. Um, so Drew Holiday. Um, and for Zingas, Um, listen, shout out to Brad Stevens. And listen, he's going for it. I mean, I mean, I know Southern fans, like you, directing yourself, like some people don't like the trade, and I understand about that because let's keep it a beam, Manny. And we always we we respect one another, and we always keep it real. Listen, I love CJ McCollum, I, and I know some people don't like the CBA, but let's keep it a beat about the CBA. And shout out to Rob Plinka because and here's the deal, right, Manny? Because in this CBA, you have to have depth. And which, by the way, shout out to Jalen Brown for the money. He deserves it. You know, I know why the Celtics got Drew Holiday because they needed a point guard. Drew Holiday is going to help. Yes, he will. And obviously, they got Porzingis. I mean, would you trade for Porzingis? Uh, of course. But now there's a risk to it because obviously he has injury history. Obviously, right? But, but let me let me ask you this, Manny. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna answer more after when when you give your opinion, and then I'll give my opinion more with more. But as a Celtics fan yourself, and I know Celtics fans are gonna are gonna get mad with what you say, but you don't care because you, you keep it real as a Celtics fan. And more than likely, Manny, you know for a fact Joe Mazzula is on the hot seat because look who they hired: Charles Lee and Sam Gasell. And you have been calling for that. But go ahead, go ahead, uh, um, Manny. How do you feel about the trade? And was this a risky trade for the Celtics to do, or do you appreciate what Brad Stevens did? Well, I think that most Celtics fans don't think I'm a fan of the team because right. I decide to put the analyst hat on with everything that I do. I, I try not to talk about the teams that I root for, and the Celtics is one of them. Starting right. with the trades with Pozingas, Holiday, and then we'll get into Brad Stevens. Look, I think obviously the Pozingas one was a bit shocking because of who you gave up in Marcus right. Smart. So now you are relying on him to remain healthy with Al Horford and both have their own, you know, limitations with regards to health. Al Horford is a lot older than you would want your starting center or power forward to be. And then obviously mm-hmm. Porzingis, since he's been in the league, has struggled to even play 70 games a year. So that's going to be the massive challenge there. Something mm-hmm. had to be done to that team. Uh, whether it's, it's Porzingis or not, we'll see. 
and then you know leading into the Drew Holiday trade, I I, I think that this was more of a reaction than it was a planned trade. Yeah. I, I don't think they wanted Drew Holiday because the plan was to have Derek White as your starting point guard. So it, it just goes back to the issue that Boston had last season. You know, I I don't think that the problem with Marcus Smart was necessarily him being a defensive player and a point guard. No. It was more so of... The playmaking, is, playmaking, yep, yep. The playmaking, like you just mentioned, it was more so about the playmaking. So, it, it, look, I think Drew Holiday is an upgrade on Marcus Smart, but oh, yeah. I don't know if you needed to upgrade Marcus Smart. I think yeah. you needed to replace him. So, this feels like a step forward, two back type of and situation. Not to, and not to mention, Manny, Marcus Smart was the leader. And who was the leader for this team? Go ahead. Good point. Yeah. Well, I, I I don't know about who's going to be the leader anymore. And so I wouldn't want to right. speculate on that until we see it into crunch time. Because, again, right. the, you're seeing it in baseball, just to pivot for a second, that regular season doesn't matter in these sports that have a lot of games in the regular season. So, yeah, we're having this conversation in October 2023. But yeah. the only time we're going to see if Boston has a leader is probably around April, May 2024. So yeah, it's yeah. such a long period of time until we figure that out. So Brad Stevens, I don't know why he made all these decisions because you might find that the front office is, has been pushing for these moves, but Danny uh-huh. Ainge, prior to him, was always calm. Or maybe it was the ownership. We yet to find out. You mentioned the CBA. I do think that Boston is trying to avoid the dangers of the CBA by trading for these guys now so that years later it's it's one of those things where, okay, if it's... it's gonna, by the way, Benny, it's going to butt him in the ass pretty soon. Keep going, yes. Go ahead. Well, I mean, they have two years, basically, because Jalen Brown has one year left on his contract. Jason Tatum has two years left on his contract. So it's in two years' time, Jalen Brown's new contract's going to kick in, and Jason right. Tatum's contract's also going to kick in. So right. I think, ideally, you want to win a championship in that two-year window. And so what right. I'll say to conclude is... Brad Stevens has put himself on the clock. If nothing happens in two years, I don't just think this is going to be Joe Mazzula. I think Brad Stevens, as a GM, might be in trouble. And so that's where I see it ending is more so of it's now a 24-month window. And the only caution I have to Boston fans is there is no depth on the front court. Nobody- There's not. There's not. Nobody. You, you, you know what's crazy? I'm with you. I'm with, keep going. I'm, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, no, no one left the, the offseason of Boston saying they need another point guard. And that's what they got. And they, they signed Peyton Pritchard to an extension. So it's just all these moves happening that are not addressing the elephant in the room. And that's, right. you're going to play Giannis. You're going to play Embiid. And if you beat them, you're going to play Jokic, Anthony Davis. Who's guarding those guys? Because we've seen those guys be formidable in the playoffs in the past four seasons. So you would think that a team that has been as far as the Eastern Conference Finals and NBA right. Finals would understand that they need front court depth. But right here, right now, Al Horford Pozingis as your two starters. And then on the bench you have Luke Kinnett and Sam Bowser. Oh, oh yeah, I, I think I think Boston probably is not done doing trades. But if they are, I think they're gonna run into a lot of trouble come the playoffs when they go up against, you know, players like Bam and Bede and Giannis. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, Manny, you're preaching him. Celtics fan would not agree with you, but you're right because when I was talking to Lucas, right? When you guys made these trades, I'm like, look at their depth now. I mean, if you look at their bench, it's not scary. I mean, Manny, you're preaching it. Like, who scares you in the, in the bench? Pay pressure? 
Yeah, I mean they just signed him to a contract, so yeah. I mean, this this team is really light. And you know, and, and man, you know yeah. what's crazy? You know what's funny of all this? My buddy Lucas Gaynor, he called me after when he lost to Miami. You know what he literally said? Mm. Al Horford should retire. And Al, and by the way, how old is Al Horford? 37. So, yeah, there you go. So, you know, no, Manny, you're preaching. And, you know, I, I think Brad Stevens is gambling it. You know, um, you know, I think they're going to miss Rob Will a lot. But, you know, but and here's my deal, Manny. You, you know Boston is going to live through through the three again. And my thing is, who's going to get the, the ball at the, at, the, at the last minute? I mean, who's going to get the shot at the last minute? It's got to be Tatum, right? It's got to be. Because let's keep it a beam, Manny. They love to shoot threes. And shout out to my buddy, uh, our boy S, because S has great content. Shout out to S, by the way. Uh, hopefully, you guys, everybody listen to the S podcast and Lauren Gunn, by the way. But anyways, no, what S said, the Celtics live down the three, man. And, and they do. So, is it going to work this time? Probably, but... I think they're going to miss Rob Will's rim protection a lot. But at the end of the day, Manny, and you know what? I hope, knock on wood, I hope Porzingis stays healthy. And that's my other thing, Manny, right? Porzingis is good for the regular season. But let's keep it a bean. Shout, shout out to Josh McSwag. He, he wasn't even hating, Manny. We mm. see Porzingis in the playoffs. Does, let me ask you this, Manny. Do you trust Porzingis in the playoffs? And my, and my thing is, listen, of course Tatum and Brown are the best teams he's ever had, right? No shit, right? Which mm. I agree with. But my thing is, but my thing is, do you trust Porzingis making a shot when it matters the most, Manny? And the answer is going to be no. Now, do you, but let me ask you this, Manny. Do you trust Porzingis, you know, when it matters the most on this team, in your opinion? I, I think what the trust is going to come down to what he does on a defensive perspective. Because if you I look agree. at the amount of points Boston has limited teams, they were holding teams to less than 100 last season. Yeah. And then the year yeah. before, with Emil Doka. So I think that number is going to go up. And it's not going to be about is Pozingas giving you 30. I think it's going to be more so our teams targeting him on defense with Embiid, with Giannis. I think Giannis and Embiid are looking at the Celtics, licking <laughs> the chops, thinking this is the weakest front court we've ever seen. Because they've had to deal with Al Horford, Rob Williams, yeah. Grant Williams for a very long time. So yeah. I just don't think how Pozingas with Al Horford those are your only two front court players. And your biggest rivals is Philadelphia, who have an MVP, yeah. and so do the Milwaukee Bucks. And yeah. you're going to get rid of your front court depth. So Porzingis, he might be terrific. He could average 50. But I think it's going to come down to what does his defensive efficiency numbers look like in the playoffs? And that's where I think Boston is going to figure out, okay, Porzingis might be great when it comes to the other stuff on offense and, you know, him making threes. But is he helping this team on a defensive perspective? And... I think this team defensively has gotten a lot worse. And, and that's fair. Let me ask you this, Manny. I was asking Kevin. I was asking everybody else. Who do you think is a better defender as of right now? Marcus Smart or Drew Holiday? I, I, we, so, if we're talking about playoffs last year, who do you think is a better defender? I'm going to have to go with Marcus Smart because yeah, there he, you go. He, they, they yep. played the same guy in Jimmy Butler. And I never saw Jimmy Butler do to Marcus Smart what he did to Drew Holiday. So yes, I got to yeah. go with Marcus Smart. Yeah, yeah. So there you go, Manny. But people are not going to agree with that. But it is, it is what it is, my friend. Now, Dame to the Milwaukee Bucks. Which, by the way, I mean, this is shout out to the NBA for doing great things, man. Keep keeping up with the news and every, everything, right, Manny? Says with Dame, he went to Milwaukee. I'm happy for Dame. Now, there's no excuses for Dame. No excuses for Milwaukee. I, I, I know why Milwaukee did it, right, Manny? Because mm. we give Giannis, you know, pressuring the Bucks. Because obviously Giannis is a free agent in two years, so you know I don't blame Giannis for doing this. And Milwaukee had to do this to make Giannis happy. 
So now it's going to be Dame, Malik. Oh, well, I don't know if Malik Blaze is going to start, but we'll see. It's going to be Chris Middleton, Giannis, and Brook Lopez. I love the starting lineup. And God bless Andrew Griffin. He's got a lot of tails um, to deal with this year because he's, it's, it's, they, they better make the final because they're going to blame Andrew Griffin. He's a rookie coach. So it's, uh, I hope he does well. Uh, um, but anyways, um, Matty, what's your thoughts? Um, obviously, they added campaign. Obviously, they, they had to add more depth. But how do you feel about this team? And hopefully, I hope Adrian Griffin does a good job because his son plays for the Hawks, AJ Griffin. So what's your thoughts with this trade? I think Damian Giannis is going to be fun to watch. My only problem with the Bucks is their depth. Just like the Celtics, but go ahead, yes. Yeah, I, I definitely look at this trade for the Bucks and say it was much needed because Chris right. Middleton is not the same offensive player as he was. A yeah. few years ago when they won the right. championship. And I think for Drew Holiday, what he did last season was an opportunity to audition and be the second guy because Middleton wasn't going to play all those games. And I'm not mm-hmm. saying he failed in doing that. It just wasn't no. convincing enough. So no. they signed Chris Middleton to an extension and Drew Holiday needed an extension as well. So if you sign Drew Holiday to that extension, this team was going to stay the same way. They decided not to do that. They traded away Drew Holiday, even if it means he's going to Boston. They had to get Dame Lillard. They have to get someone else who in the fourth quarter, outside of Chris Middleton, can have the ball in his hands, hit free throws. Because remember, this whole fouling Giannis situation, it it, it doesn't always turn out well. There's times where he's going to miss. So you want to make sure that there's someone else on the court that is at least a threat. And so I think Dame Lillard brings that. I just, I think for them, they're going to have to play well in the regular season. Other teams I, don't have to, but they have to because they have a new star player in Dame Lillard, of course. But then they also have a new coach. So that's yeah. where I look at it and say... A lot of pre- a lot of pressure's on him. Yep, yep. So I look at the win total over under. I would bet the over because that's a team that has to get things right as the season progresses. Whereas other teams like Miami and Philly might just get around 45 wins and still be formidable in the playoffs. I think the Bucks should be favorites for the East because of this move. And, you know, this can finally put Giannis back into the playmaker type of role and be the guy who determines where the ball goes to. He doesn't have to be the guy who's making shots in the fourth quarter. It just never made sense for someone with that low of an efficiency when it comes to free throw shooting to then mm-hmm. become the guy who's now in the fourth quarter. The ball is in Giannis's hands. He doesn't have that offensive skill ability. Chris Middleton uh-huh. once did. But since he picked up that injury against Chicago in the first round of the playoffs two seasons ago, he hasn't been the same. So I think Chris Middleton is still a good enough player. Obviously, there's the relationship he and Giannis have. So I think it would have been hard to move on from Chris Middleton, not only because Mm -hmm. of that, but also because I don't think Chris Middleton has value in the league. Whereas Drew Holiday, it helped you get Dame Lillard. Lillard is not necessarily someone who has five years left in him, but he he has the talent to come in, and if he can emulate what Harden did at Philly, which is basically giving you 20 points and 10 assists, that's good enough on this team. Because like you mentioned, the other pieces with Crowder and Beasley and Lopez, those guys play a lot better when they know I'm the fourth, fifth, sixth guy. Pat Connaughton can finally go back to being a sixth man as opposed Uh to having to be one of the starters. So this team is going to be a lot better. I think the minutes without Giannis have improved drastically because what you can do is, the last thing I'll say is, what you can do is you can sub out Giannis and leave Dame Lillard on and have him run pick and rolls with Bobby Porters and Brooke Lopez while Giannis is on the bench. So I think this is a great move in terms of rotations. I think this is going to be 
the type of move that will have Lillard potentially running for an MVP because I think with how Giannis dictates the coverage, this is going to be extremely easy for for Lillard. And he, for the first time in his career, is going to face one-on-one matchups. And I don't think this is something he's used to. And now he has teammates like Brooke Lopez who can hit a clutch shot and was a defensive player of the year. Bobby Portis, who was on Team USA. Chris Middleton, Olympic gold medalist. Giannis, MVP. He's never had this level of teammates. So I think Damian Lillard, this could be the potentially the best season we've ever seen from him. And whatever the odds on Damian Lillard MVP are, whatever the over-under total is for Milwaukee Bucks, I would bet on both of those because I think this team is going to be tough to beat. I agree, man. You preach, you preach, preach, preach. Go ahead, Dame. Show, show us Dame time. Now, with that being said, before we talk about Phoenix, right, right, Manny, here's, and here's my deal. And we forgot to tell the audience, the Celtics were going to trade Brogdon to the Clippers, and the Clippers said, no, you guys were supposed to get Tyus Jones. Remember, Manny? But that didn't mm. happen. So, obviously, right. that went to Washington. So, well, with that being said, speaking of Phoenix, by the way, right, and obviously they traded um, – you know how, how how funny Phoenix is, Manny? You know, they let go of Monte Wayne, which, by the way, that was stupid because obviously Monte and DeAndre Ian didn't have a connection, obviously. And the funny thing is they traded DeAndre Ian. They hired Frank Vogel. Good, good luck to Frank Vogel, by the way. Um, listen, at the end, I'll just say this about them. I'll, I'll just say this, Manny, about the Suns, right? I love the Sunny Five. I think it's going to work out. My only thing with the Suns is their depth. Um, I like Nurkis, but let's keep it a bean, Manny. I'm not trying to be funny. Since LeBron dunked on this man, what has Nurkis done since? Mm-hmm. Yeah, now, it, it hasn't so, been the same. It hasn't been the same for real. Exactly, exactly, Manny. So what's your thought with the Suns? You know, I call the Suns the Valley Beach Boys. The Suns fans are happy. Listen, they should be happy. You have Bradley Beal, Kevin Durant, Devin Booker. That's a good big three. But my, my, and my question for you is this, Manny. I, good luck to Frank Vogel. He's got a lot of shit, shit on his hands. But, Manny, your thoughts with the Suns? Do you think the Suns are going to be scary, or do you feel like they're going to come short because of, you know, for me, I'm more concerned about their depth. Because their bench, to me, it's whatever. I mean, they're to me, the best player on their bench, in my opinion, Manny, and this is pretty much sad, It's in my opinion, it's Utah. But go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that they'll do well in the regular season because, you know, offense wins games in the regular season. Yeah. So my only concern would be their defense moving forward. Exactly. I don't. Yep. I, I don't think Joshua Koji is is what people think. <laughs> no, in no. terms of coming yeah. off the bench, yeah. the, the little supplementary pieces that they managed to pick up in that trade for for Nurkic with Grayson Allen and Nasir Little. Yeah, I can see Grayson Allen. You know, being someone off the bench can give you seven to, seven to ten points. But my only concern on this team will be the defensive aspect. Yeah. That would just be the only stuff. I don't think they've done in terms of how they want to construct this roster. But I also think that the main concern is also going to be Kevin Durant and whether he can accept being the third option on this team because it just doesn't make sense at this stage of his career. Oh, no, Booker's the best player on this team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not even just about Booker being the best player on this team. These other guys as well, like Bradley Beal, who you have to get going because he's 30 years old. This is the first time he's going to be on a team where these guys better than him. I mean, because I think he was better than John Wall all those years in Washington. Oh, but yeah. it's also oh, yeah. an issue with Bradley Beal where you have to look at Bradley Beal and say he has the most leverage. He has a no trade clause on his contract. And even if you want to trade him, he's going to have to agree to it. So I just don't think Kevin Durant at 35 can be your main offensive option. Hell no. I think he has to settle for a more defensive role. 
in terms of sometimes playing the five. So I think that's going to be more interesting. I, I, I don't have any issues with them. I thought they played as well as they could. They probably played uh, uh, Denver the best last season. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Had they had some defense off the bench, Vince, they probably would have won that series. But they are where they are. I, I don't think they're done. I think they're looking to flip some of these contracts and get somebody else. But with what they have right now, you know, I'll probably take the over with, with, with whatever the uh, win total, whatever Vegas has their win total as. Because just looking at the small sample size that I have in front of me with regards to the pre- to the preseason, they dropped 130 points against the Pistons. They dropped 107 against the Nuggets. They got a spicy matchup against the, the Portland Trail Blazers tonight. So that's going to be fun to watch with the whole DeAndre Ayton situation. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, but yeah. They, they look like an offensive team. And not a lot of teams in the Western Conference have defense. So I think they're going to win a lot of games. I, it, it will be interesting to see if this roster is the same. I don't think it will be come playoff time. But regular season, I think Phoenix is going to do relatively well because they have players who can score a lot of points. Well, good luck against a team that has a lot of depth. I'm just going to say that. And also, real quick, I, I, Manny, let's keep it a bean. They're going to miss uh, Josh uh, Landale when he went to the Rockets. So, they, I mean, hey, they, they love their setters now with Nurkic and Juju Banks and Bobo. Um, but good Good luck to Frank Vogel. He's got a lot of things with his hands. Now, now Portland. Which, by the way, we got to give Portland a round of applause, man, because obviously they're in full rebound mode. Shout out to Chelsea Billups. He's got a lot of things in his hands. But at the end of the day, Manny, they're in rebound mode, obviously, right? I think Michael Brogdon's neck. Do not be surprised if he's in, in the Philly deal because I think Harden's going to be a Clipper pretty soon. And it's, it's a matter of when. I don't think the Clippers need, by the way, Harden. I, I don't think so. I think the Clippers have the depth to um, to um, this year. But it is what it is, Matty. Uh, but um, because obviously the Clippers are, are on the hot seat. They got to win with Kawhi and Paul Jordan. But with that being said, I like what Portland's doing. They got Ain, obviously. Um, they got, uh, excuse me, uh, they're not going to keep uh, Brogdon. Uh, they got signed Thibault. Uh, they got Rob Will. Uh, and obviously, they signed Grant. Um, so, you know, I like this. And they got Chris Murray um, for, in the draft. So, it's good. Scoot Anderson. So, that one, I mean, I, to me, I think the favorite sport, by the way, I can, I'm going to say it right now, rookie of the year. For me, I'm picking Chet, but uh, because I think OKC is going to make the playoffs. But um, well, actually, the play in. But, anyways, um, but I, but the second option could be Scoot because, I mean, I mean, if Portland are as close and making the playoffs, because I don't think the Spurs are making the playoffs. So, if Portland is uh, in the play in, I would not be surprised if Scoot gets it. But, anyways, Manny, how do you feel about Portland? I think they're rebuilding or heading in the right direction, in my opinion. All they have to do, honestly, Manny, all Portland has to do is draft well. If they can do that, this team is going to be fun fun to watch the years to come, younger wise. Uh, yeah, I don't buy really? into, I don't buy into Portland because just when you look at who they drafted and then who was already on this roster, look, I, don't, I, I think Scoot Henderson is going to be, you know, someone who puts up a lot of offensive output similar to Jaden yeah. Green in Houston, but there's no organization in that team. That <laughs> GM is not someone who is necessarily looking at this team saying, I want to compete. I think he's acquiring assets right now. Chauncey Billups, I think will probably, this will be the final year he's the coach because it just, it just hasn't played out well for him. When he joined this team, they were on the brink of making the playoffs and uh-huh. I don't, they haven't made the playoffs since he's been the coach. And yeah. then, you know, Scoot Henderson, you already have Anthony Simons. And what about Shaden Sharp? Like, Shaden Sharp and Scoot Henderson play the same way. They may play different positions, but they both want, they both want the ball in their hands because they want to make athletic plays in the air. So, you've got two of the same guys, both not good at three-point shooting. Jeremy Grant, he also is an ISO guy. 
and then you've got uh, Anthony Simmons. So I, I think this team is far from being constructed, which, yeah. is, which is what gives me the belief that, you know, uh, the GM Cronin is probably looking at OKC and where they were three, four years ago and saying, okay, we're probably there now. I think they're going to flip Robert Williams and try to get more assets. This, to me, is not a team that's going to compete. It looks like a team that it's going to, because obviously right now we, we're in preseason and things of that nature. But I do believe when you look at the basketball roster and how it's constructed, they just isn't complementary pieces around. Now, had they drafted Armin Thompson, who's more of a facilitator, I think I would have been more optimistic. I'm not saying Thompson is better than Scoot Henderson because of the athletic ability. I, right. think, I think Armin Thompson is a better facilitator and defensive player. So when you look at the defense of Portland, it, it hasn't improved. DeAndre Ayton is not a great defender. Robert no. Williams, is he going to play the same time as Ayton? I don't think so. No, like you no, said, no, no. Brogdon's not going to stay. Jeremy Grant has fallen off a cliff since he left the Denver Nuggets. Scoot Henderson didn't get drafted. For <laughs> you're right. You're not, you're, not, you're, not, you're not joking. That's literally, I literally told my friend, Manny, since Grant left Denver, he, he has not been the same. Keep going. Keep going. Yes. And yes. so I, I just yeah. think that if you want a team, if you want to improve, like Boston can afford to fall off defensively, right? Because they literally at the top. But Portland... If you look at how competitive the Western Conference is, particularly for those play-in spots, I don't think they're better than those teams, New Orleans, Oklahoma, no. Sacramento. No. They're just not better than those teams right now. And you might have to beat the Clippers, who historically over these past two to three years have finished on the tail end of the Western Conference. So it's not necessarily that I don't think that the players they have on their team is not good enough. It's mm -hmm. just to say that I don't believe this GM is constructing this roster to say, I want Chauncey Billups to be successful this season. I think he's still acquiring assets, and I will not be surprised if they tank for another season because it looks as if the GM wants to build his own team and potentially bring in his own coach. And right now, when I look at this roster, as much as I want to fall in love with the names on it, I have to look at the Western Conference and say, man, Memphis, OKC, Sacramento, if you're saying Portland is making the playoffs, one of those teams are not making it, and I'm just not willing to make that bet right now, Vince. So I've got, so I got a question for you, Matty. I think I'm onto something here. So if you're if you're right, would you be surprised if you see a Brogdon to the Sixers and Harden to the Clippers? I think that's very possible, Manny. I'm not gonna lie. No, I wouldn't be surprised because it's more so about does Harden want to play ball and and figure out the situation with the Sixers, and are the nope. Sixers Sixers comfortable taking Brogdon by himself? They're probably not. The Sixers probably want Brogdon, Terrence Mann, and first-round picks so that if it doesn't work, then you can use that package to get another player. But you, you, you're onto something with the Brogdon situation because it is a bit suspicious how, you know, he hasn't been traded yet. It tells you that it's probably going to be attached to the James Harden trade, which at this point looks like a matter of when, not if. I agree with you. And I think, and Butch, by the way, my hot take is do not be surprised if the Sixers are really good this year. Because what I was seeing preseason, I think Nick Nurse is doing a good job with Philadelphia. I think he's, gonna be, he's a lot better than Doc. And, Maddie, I can't wait to see how Nurse does with Joel and B on defense. Lord have mercy. But that's not where he nor there, Maddie. Anyways, um, okay, Maddie, I got an OKC friend. My, my buddy, Will Lyons. Shout out to my buddy, Will Lyons. Um, I, I know you got a, I know you got a lot of things to say to the Thunder fans. Um, because, listen, I love, by the way, Maddie, I love Sam Presley. I think he's a good GM. I think he can draft. 
Now, the media loves Sam Presti, but my thing with Sam Presti, the guy hasn't won shit. I think the guy gets praised because he drafted Russell Westbrook, harder than the KD. That's impressive. That's impressive. But you didn't didn't win shit yet, Presti. But, however, I will give you credit with drafting. Now, Maddie, what can you tell OKC fans? Because, because listen, I love Shea. I mean, I I do. He's a good player. You know, they have Shea. They have, you know, they have, uh, you know, Josh Giddy. They have a good roster, right? My only thing, what can you tell OKC fans? Because they made a play with Chris Paul. But, Manny, you have a hot take with Shea. What can you – I can't wait for you to say it. But what can you tell OKC fans and to my buddy Will Lyons about this year? No, I, I wouldn't say I have a hot take on Shea. It's just more so right. to say that these guys in the Western Conference who are his age or younger who have achieved more in this career. And right, he's just yeah. going to have to do it. There's no way you can criticize De'Aaron Fox for pretty much five years of his career for not making the playoffs. Exactly, and then yeah. Shea Gilkis-Alexander because he's on the team in Canada that has the best players at the tournament. And now you want to serenade him. I see ESPN made him the 13th best player. Look, it's, <laughs> the media obviously is a fan of him. They've given him all these honors in terms of NBA first team. He got votes for MVP. He got votes for clutch player. So the people who have to make the decisions with regards to who is on the first team, clearly like Shea Gilgis-Alexander. So it doesn't help for me to come on a podcast and say I'm not a fan of him because the narrative has already been created. If you don't like Shea, it's because you're a hater, whatever the case is. So I wouldn't want to say that I have a narrative against him. It's just to say there are guys who play his position, if not a a position similar, like Anthony Edwards, like De'Aaron Fox, like John Morant, who got drafted either at the same time before him or after him, and yet have achieved the same, if not more, and they're not getting the hype. So that's that's my only concern with OKC. I think mm-hmm. the over-unders around 42 and a half, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll probably be a playing team because they were a playing team last season. And last season, they were one of the few teams in the history of the NBA that got blown out in a playing game. And Shea Gilgis was healthy. So I don't know what sample size people want us to look at because in the biggest game of his career as an NBA player, it was that play-in game where he was mm-hmm. the franchise player and he got blown out. Yeah. And I think it was bad. And, and, Manny, and, looking at this, and looking at this roster, Manny, you better make the play because there's some talented guys I see. Shea, Josh Giddy, Lou Dort, Jalen Williams, Chet, you get the idea, Casey Wallace, Isaiah Joe, um, Aaron Wiggins, you know, Trey Mann, like, you gotta make the Let me ask you this, Manny. If they don't make the playoffs, would you get on the coach or would you get on Shea? Because they have the roster to do it, man. They do. Yeah, look, I, I wouldn't like I wouldn't bet on them making the playoffs. You know, I think they're a playing team because people yeah. are going to look at the roster and think it's a great roster, but they forget yeah, Golden that's, State that's in the division. Yep, yep. You know, mm-hmm. they got they got. They, I mean, in the conference, you got Golden State, you've got LA, you've got Denver, you've got the Lakers. Those are four experienced teams with players who have won Finals MVP before. And then you're going to have to get into the other teams who have been competitive the whole time, like Memphis, like New Orleans. I just don't think Oklahoma is going to bypass. Minnesota has been extremely competitive. Remember how great Utah finished the season last season? So there's a lot of great teams. I don't think OKC is this fantastic team. I think if everyone remains healthy, they'll obviously make the playoffs. But me saying they're not going to make the playoffs, I'm factoring in Shea Gilgis-Alexander missing a few games. I'm factoring in. Josh Giddy not taking in a massive step as I anticipate him to. And right. the final thing I'm also factoring in is Chet Holmgren's health. Now, I would bet on him for Rookie of the Year. Yes, sir. Let's go, Manny. Let's go. Yes, I'm sir. more concerned as to whether he can play as many games 
because I do think with his position, he could be the most influential player on his on this team, and not necessarily Shea. But if you can get Chet going, it makes Shea Gilgis Alexander's job easy. So this team is going to go one of one of two ways. They're either going to be the Sacramento Kings of last season, where they shock everybody early and win games, and therefore get to a high seed, or they're going to be like they were last season, which was a playing team. And they lost to what New Orleans. New Orleans didn't even make the playoffs. So I think that this team, their ceiling isn't as high as people think it is because they don't have a roster that is experienced. It's a bunch of uh-huh. kids and guys who are looking to get contracts. So I don't know if that situation ends well, but I do know Sam Presti is someone who has not gotten criticized despite how many losing seasons they've had. So I think this year they're probably a 500 team but it's going to come down to does Shea stay healthy and can this team win games without Shea because we know he's not going to play. We know uh-huh. he's going to get hurt and we're not wishing that upon him. But when no. you are looking at whether these teams are going to be successful, Vince, also understand teams around them have also improved and is everyone going to stay healthy in Oklahoma? I just don't think so. Yeah. And also, man, I can't wait to talk about this team. Shout out to my boy Kevo Bands and other Heat fans. Shout out to my guy Mo because – Listen, me, me and Maddie like to preach about Miami. Miami has the best coach in the Eastern Conference. Eastern Conference—that's not even—that's not even saying much. Even though other Eastern Conference team, uh, fans are not are not. Well, let's keep it a beat, Maddie. A lot of Eastern Conference fans don't like uh, the Heat. They don't like they don't like Spo because they're just jealous of the, the Heat culture. But anyways, anyways, um, you know, I don't know if you saw Maddie. Spo said in, in the press conference, he said. The, uh, he loves the Heat's depth, and people laugh at that. But you know what's crazy? I actually, I actually do like the Heat's depth. Um, obviously, the Kev Tyler hero. I know Miami fans are pissed about not getting Dame. Obviously, not getting Bradley Beal. It is what it is, Manny. But but here's my deal, right? You got Kyle Lowry, you got Tyler Hero, Josh Richardson, Butler, Bam Adebayo, uh, Kevin Love, Thomas Bryant. Thomas Bryant's way better than Cody Zeller. <laughs> I laugh out loud. But you got Duncan Robinson, you got Hami Hawkes, and you got Nikola uh, Jovic. So. Manny, this team is not bad as people think, and people are gonna laugh at that because people are gonna be like, "Oh no, Miami's gonna miss Gabe, Vince, Gabe Vincent." You know, they're gonna miss Max Drews. But Kev, shout out to Kevo Bands. I hope everybody listens to the Kevo Bands podcast because Kevo Bands always preaches about it in his basketball, and he knows basketball. But Manny, let's keep it. A, let's keep it a bean. Bean. Miami Heat, they know how to develop players. I mean, I don't know if you saw yesterday, Coach Swider's doing good in Miami. Look at that. No surprise because Miami is good with development. They, they did it with Caleb Martin. They did it with Gabe Vincent. But but we get the idea, Manny. What can you tell Miami Heat fans and Heat culture? Because Miami Heat fans are not are, are mad that they didn't get Dame or Bradley Beal. Go ahead, Manny. Preach about Miami fans because you preach about Spo. And this is what I love about you, Manny, because you know Spo is the best Coaching the Eastern Conference, Eastern Conference, and you and Manny, you wouldn't even be shocked if he are back in the final. But go ahead, Manny. The floor is yours because people are laughing at Miami, but I think Miami should have the last laugh because because to, they should have the last laugh to Celtic fans and the Knicks fans because the Knicks fans and Celtic fans are laughing to the Heat. But it's amazing because those fans, um, it's because when I'm laughing, uh, Manny, it's because those fans are laughing. But why laugh? Because those are the teams that lost to Miami in the playoffs. But it is what it is, Manny. Right. What can you say to Miami Heat fans? Well, Miami Heat fans fall victim to the media more than any other fan base. Yes, yes. Pat Riley has never come out and said he wants any of these guys. Yeah. Like, it, it, it's always the media that says they want this play. I've never heard Miami say they wanted <laughs> Bill, that they wanted KD, 
that they want to build. Like those players come out and say they want to play there. But yeah. it doesn't mean Miami is in the position because regardless of which trade, KD, Donovan Mitchell, Bradley Beal, all those teams gave up primary assets. And we know that if you're going to make a trade with Miami, Miami is going to have to part ways with either Bam Adebayo, Tyler Hero, or Jimmy Butler. That's and never so, going to happen. Yeah, Miami's made the decision. They're not trading their guys. So I don't understand why everyone claps for Boston when they overpay Jalen Brown because mm. it's, it's about keeping the core together. But then Miami, who are as successful as Boston, have been to the finals more than them yep. in yep. this period of Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. But everybody wants them to blow it up. I, I, it's the exact same thing as Boston, where you have Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, Tyler Hero. In Boston, it's Al Horford, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, where mm-hmm. you have a guy in his 30s and two young guys. Why are we clapping for Boston, but then when Miami does the same thing, we're talking about Pat Riley needs to step down. Miami were never interested in those guys, is my opinion, because yeah. they understand that if you're going to get Donovan Mitchell, you're going to have to give up a lot of your depth. Same exactly. story with Dame Lillard, same story with Bradley Peel. So I've never bought those reports. when, And I've even used terms like trafficking because I said it to, to Andrew Gerald Jones on his show. <laughs> yes, you did. Yeah. yeah, I said like ESPN and the fan. They're trying to traffic Dame Lillard there. And it's like, it, that's not how things work. Like, it, no. it, you, you would hope he goes there because it's the best fit. But if we know that, Vince, don't you think Portland knows that? And if Portland by knows way, that... By the way, just to let everybody know, but uh, Danny Ainge and 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 Cronin was and you know and and I forget the other GM. Oh yeah, the GM from the Nets. There, listen, a lot of a lot of a lot of GMs they hate Miami, and and, and there's a reason for that because of Pat Riley. Keep going. So yeah. What I what I mean what I mean no many. What I mean by that is they don't have a relationship with Pat Riley. Sometimes they don't. You have like, to have a relationship. If, Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Like if if guys on the internet can come up with a plan to say this is how you get Dame to Miami. Yeah. Don't you think Cronin knows that? And don't you think Cronin is then going to require more from Miami? He's going to say, I want Bam and Tyler Hero. Not yeah. because he wants them, but because he knows Miami's not going to pull that trade off. So let's, I just keep wanna... it, let's keep it a beam, man. He was yeah. never going to get uh, Dame's wishes. Keep going. No, yeah. it was never going to happen. Same with KD, same with Bradley Beal, same with Donovan Mitchell. So I just wanted to use this well, actually, moment. No, actually, actually, you're, you're kind of wrong because I'm talking, I'm talking about with KD because remember, KD prefers spots were Toronto. And Phoenix, but keep going. I'm sorry. It's all good. Yeah, like I, I just don't, I don't think that yeah. the, 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 the fans of Miami are being fed on this yeah, organization. Yeah. And so I just wanted to use the first few uh, okay, minutes yeah, yeah. addressing that. But no, this is a good team. They've beaten Boston and Milwaukee multiple times over the past five years. They've won the most playoff games in the NBA since they traded for Jimmy uh-huh. Butler. So this is a team that's going to compete for the Eastern Conference Final. Nothing's changed. Um, Cody Martin, you know, Cody Martin is no, no, Caleb Martin is there. Cody Martin is in Charlotte. I think, I mean, they're, they're, they're the same. Go ahead. I'm, go ahead. I, I think that you know, <laughs> with with what they've lost and what they brought in, yeah, it, I, I don't think there's a deficit there. I think they're either the same or better. They have to take the regular season a lot more seriously. You cannot qualify for the playoffs through a playing team, regardless of how talented you are. Bam is only 26 years old. I mean, everybody talks about Tatum. They never talk about Bam, who has mm. the exact same accomplishments as Jason Tatum. So I think this team is going to be a lot better. I like what I saw from Jovic in the World Cup. You know, I'm not shocked that they found another undrafted guy from Syracuse who can replace And also, Max I mean, Hawkins looks good. You see a late native, yes, sir. 
I mean, he's, I, I doubt he will get a lot of minutes at the age of right. 22 when you also have to consider in Haywood Highsmith, who's been yeah. patient and also waiting for his opportunity. So I think this is the team with a lot of depth. They're probably going to move on from Kyle Lowry. Like you mentioned with, with, with Malcolm Brogdon, maybe Miami's a team where they can ship that Kyle Lowry contract to Portland and, you know, um, get get Brogdon back and, and Robert Williams in return. Maddie, I'll know. tell you right now. I'm telling you right now. If Miami can get that, oh, my God. Yeah, but I, Maddie. I, I, they would no Maddie. They would throw Boston. But keep going. Yes. Yeah, I, I, but but also like I just think people need to realize like Miami really likes their guys. They believe in yes. the in the in the development. And the last thing I'll say is if you go on their Twitter page and you see them at practice, like this is one of the few teams that practices hot. Like they play yeah. full contact, full scrimmage. So they develop their players a lot better. And that's why they play better in the playoffs. So I, I, I really have so much faith in this team. I believe they're going back to the finals. And they're probably not done in terms of how they want this roster to be. But to replace Gabe Vincent and Max Struess with Josh Richardson and a bunch of guys in your roster who have been developed, I, I don't think you lose anything there. Like, you know, you were not going to pay Max Struess $13 million. You were not uh-huh. going to pay Gabe Vincent $8 million. So... Rather look towards Nikola Jovic, who's 20 years old, to play a lot better. I mean, Tyler Hero, everybody's getting on. The guy's 23 years old. Exactly. He's only making $27 million. So it's not as if this guy's on a massive cap number or whatever. I think this team is going to be a lot better because they had a lot of injuries. They barely Uh made the playoffs. So when you give them an off And they made the... Matty, they made the finals without Tyler Hero. Keep going, yeah. So if they can just keep going and keep playing and everybody remains healthy, I think this team could... Go back to the NBA Finals. And if they play Denver again, they got more depth in the front court. So it, this looks like a team that's ready to play Denver again in the Finals. And, you know, I won't be surprised if they get there. It, and one more thing, Maddie. Um, I want your thought with the New Orleans Pelicans. Because, listen, you know what's crazy? I, I, listen, I love their fan base. Uh, now, I'm, I'm scratching with David Griffin because he's making some scratchy moves. Because let me tell you why, Maddie. Listen, I'm a Lonzo Ball fan. I'm a UCLA fan. That's, I, in my opinion, I don't think they should have never let him go because he's really a true player. I love I, Lonzo. We know Lonzo can make players better when he's healthy. Obviously, you know he let go of Josh Hart, which that was stupid, by the way. But it is what it is. Listen, I love CJ McCollum. I love this roster. But again, it's the same energy with the Clippers. You have to stay healthy because people forget, Manny. When Zion was healthy, they were a top four seed. This is a good team. I love their coach. Uh, and David, and by the way, I don't know why they signed Cody Zeller. They, Manny, they're a funny team. They let go of Jackson, Jackson Hay, which, by the way, that was stupid. He's going to work well with the Lakers and LeBron. Not, not surprising. But anyways, they saw, they got rid of him and signed Cody Zeller. And we saw Cody Zeller in the playoffs. He was shit. But, that, but thank you, David Griffin. I appreciate you with that. But anyways, Manny, what's your thought with the Pelicans? I like um, I like Jordan Hawking, the guy, the, the shooter that they got. From um, excuse me on UConn, but how do you feel about this team? I feel like they're a talented team when healthy, but CJ, let's keep it a bit. He's not a point guard; he's mostly a shooting guard. But how do you feel about this team overall, Manny? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sold on New Orleans as an organization. You you were right to mention the the GM. I just don't think he's been doing a great job up until nope. this point. And then they start playing with Zion Williamson. Like he, I, I watched him in the preseason game they just played, like, he doesn't look good. You know, like, he doesn't look like a great offensive player in a sense of when the ball isn't in his hands, he doesn't know how to impact the game. No. And what position does Zion play? Center? The guy's... Power forward. Well, he's listed, well, he's listed right now as a power forward. Keep going, yeah. 
he's six foot five, so you're gonna have to stretch the floor. I mean, this having Zion on the floor takes the ball out of Brandon Ingram's hands, and and we also a team USA how ineffective Brandon Ingram is when he's playing off ball. So yeah. I think this team is going to be right back to where they were last season, which is fighting in for a playing spot. Because with uh, Trey Murphy the third injured, I think that that's what's going to ruin this team because he's one of the best off-ball players. A lot of the guys in this team on the offensive perspective, in order for them to play better, they need the ball in their hands. You know, you've got, you know, um, guys like CJ McCullen, uh, Zion Williamson, and Ingram. Three guys who I think are going to have the ball in their hands the most. But the off-ball activity, your best off-ball player for New Orleans was Trey Murphy the third, and he's injured. So I I don't know how long that injury is going to take, but it looked like it was a significant one. So I think they're going to have some spacing issues. Zion Williamson is not a good defensive player. Even before all his problems and whatever he had in the offseason, he was never a great defensive player. And when you look at the centers that they have, they're going to play him with, what, Trey Jeminson. They're going to play yeah. him with Jonas Valanciunas. These are not guys like Brooke Lopez who can stretch the floor like Al Horford. So the roster construction is what makes me look at David Griffin and say he hasn't necessarily done the best of jobs. But New Orleans is a playing team. I think the hype on Zion Williamson is what we're seeing with guys like SGA right now. Guys who are pretty good at their jobs but they are being overhyped because the media wants to write stories about them. I don't, I don't believe right. in Zion Williamson. I don't yeah. think he should have been taken number one, but they took him number one. He's a six-foot-five center, and I think it's going to backfire on them because even with how he was playing, when I was looking at him in that game, he did not look like someone who was ready to play 82 games. He didn't look healthy, and he's still a liability on the defensive end. And when the ball's not in Zion Williamson's hands, he yeah. is useless in, on offense. So I really think this team is going to cap out at around 41 wins. Yes. Let me ask you this, man. How do you feel about Golden State? Like, I know why they got Chris Paul. Because the, the Golden State's problem last year was their turnovers. And Chris Paul is going to help them with that. And I would not always be surprised if Chris Paul helps the rookies like he always does. But my thing is, how do you feel about Golden State? I feel like they're older. I know I, I know why they signed Daryl Sorry, He fits with them, and I get that. I mean, they're – I mean – the question, the main question is going to be, are they better than last year? And you can say yes or you can say no. I mean, if you say yes, I mean, that's a fair statement because I do like their starting five as of right now. Um, you know, but my thing is, Golden State's got to rely on Steph again. I think Steph's going to be Steph. The question is going to be, what do you try as a second scorer? I don't trust Draymond. I don't trust like, plays I play anymore. Let's give it a bean. So, Matty, how do you feel about this team overall? I like that rookie that they drafted, Brandon. I uh, forget uh, his last name. So with a P, he's, I think he's gonna be a good player. I like Gary Payton, but how do you feel about this team, Manny? Because they're relying on Steph, and eventually, Father's time is gonna hit Steph eventually. Yeah, I feel I feel great about this team because they were historically bad on the road last season. That's not gonna repeat itself, and so they were, were able to get the guy outside the locker room who they needed to get rid of in Jordan Poole. You yeah. know, obviously, we'll see how he does in Washington, and we wish him well. But I think Golden State, you needed a grown-up in the room. And the biggest problem with Golden State, besides them on the road, was they weren't able to get Draymond and Steph on the court together at the same time. Yeah, they're because, yep. Yeah, because Jordan Poole was not good at facilitating. So you had, no. to keep, you had to keep Draymond on the court with him. Now with Chris Paul, it's going to make it a lot easier for guys to play in offense because now you're going to have a guy whose job it is to set guys up. So... I think Chris Paul's acquisition is not necessarily about Steph and how it works with those guys. 
it's more so about what happens when Draymond is not on the court because Draymond yeah. is the best facilitator. He's the playmaker. He's the guy who sets up the offense. Oh, by far, yeah. Yeah, so I think that this is more so about relief pitching and being someone who can come in when Draymond's not playing, when Steph is not playing, and being able to put guys like Andrew Wiggins, who's more of an athletic player, slasher, guys like Clay Thompson, who's more of a let-me-get-open-through-screens mm. type of guy, not necessarily off the dribble. And that's yeah. where they struggle. I mean, they could have beaten the Lakers, and Steph was the only guy on offense. So I think it's more so about adding more veterans into the locker room. I see they put Dario Saric, who's going to help. I like Usman Garuba, who's more of a younger guy who has experience playing in Europe. So you know he's going to be a star within his role. I, I, I'm interested to see what this means for, for, for Kaminga. I'm more of a Moses Moody guy. And so I think this team is set. I think the biggest problem with this team, two things. Number one was how bad they were on the road last season. They were so bad that I don't even think they can repeat how bad they were. But secondly, when Draymond was on the court without Steph, that was a massive issue. So now when you have Chris Paul, you can alleviate those minutes and say, okay, let's take off Steph and Draymond, let Chris run the offense, and then we can find a way to get Steph and Dre on the court together at the same time. Because Draymond on his podcast, who always outlines these great basketball points, the massive point that he outlined was he and Steph are not on the court at the same time as yeah. much as possible. And I think that's going to happen with Chris Paul. And when they were out of the court, the Warriors were bad. No, that's a, good, that's a great point. That's mm -hmm. a really damn good point. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And we'll see if, if the Warriors do great, man. Because my, you know what's crazy about Warrior fans, uh, Maddie? And let's keep it a beat. It is what it is. Maddie, the Warriors fans don't like Steve Kerr. It is what it is. I mean, they don't like his lineups a lot, which it is what it is. So I'm not going to judge that. We, we will see what happens. Now, let me ask you this, Maddie. Um, how do you think the um, – uh, the uh, Monty Williams Pistons is going to do. Shout out to, to the Pistons. They hired the right coach. I think Monty's going to do a good job. How do you feel about the Pistons' chances to make the playoffs? I mean, I like their chances when they're healthy because people forgot K was uh, got injured. But yeah, what's your thought with the Pistons? Do you think they're two more years away, one more year away, or do you think they can make the, make the play-in this year? I think they could contend for the play-in because remember, Phoenix's first year was the year of COVID and then uh -huh. when they got uh -huh. to the bubble, they didn't lose a single game. That was Monty Williams' first year. That year when Devin Booker was in the bubble and they won like 10 straight. They didn't make the playoffs, Phoenix, yeah. but they were competitive. I think this Detroit team is pretty close. They just have to get rid of these supplementary pieces like Bob, like, like Bagley Third and Wiseman. <laughs> but once they figure out their rotation, you know, Killian Hayes, there's a lot of redundancy with this roster. Guys who play the same way. If you've got Killian Hayes and Kate Cunningham, you need to get rid of one. If you've got Bagley... Wiseman, and then you draft Walker, you need to get rid of one. I'm not a fan of Jaden Ivey. I'll say that right now. I think <laughs> this team needs guys off the ball and let Kate Cunningham be the decider of where the ball's yes. going to go to. Yes. He's in a contract here. He looks like a bust because he was taken ahead of guys like Evan Mobley and Jalen Green. Now, that's, that's because crazy. of his injury issue. That's because of his injury issues. I remember when the Team USA, before they were going to go to the tournament, they played a U.S. select team which was a team made up of guys who didn't go to the uh, to the World Cup. And he was the point guard, and he played terrific. He was fantastic. So I think Kate Cunningham, this is the year for him to play well. He's playing for over $300 million. If he hits NBA and those incentives, he's going to get a max contract. That's what he's looking to play for. I think Monty Williams is an old-school coach who's going to come in and put guys in position. Oscar Thompson, that was the right pick. I think yes, this sir. team is going to play better maybe in the second half of the year 
but they will definitely be contending for the playing spot because the Eastern Conference is not like the West. It's not stretched out from top to bottom. It's oh. top heavy, but once yeah. you get from 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, all those teams fall off. So can Detroit sneak in and be the eighth seed and get you know swept by the Celtics in the first round? Yeah, they can do that. Yeah, and uh, and two more teams, three more teams we're going to talk about, and then we'll obviously make our predictions, Manny. Uh, the, the Rockets with Ime Doka. Uh, shout out to Coach Shante and shout out to JR because I, I like this team, Manny, and um, and I, I really, really do. Uh, now, do I think Dylan Brooks deserves the money? No, I don't. I think he's more of a veteran minimum guy, but I do think Ime Doka brought him in to, you know, be the leader, you know, to help this young team, and I think he will. I mean, I know people will laugh at Dylan Brooks. It is what it is, Manny. Um, but I'll, I'll just say this. I like what I see. They get Jonathan Cannon more. I like him. Um, you know, I like, um, you know, Amen Thompson. Uh, Reggie, they signed Reggie Bullock. Um, they just signed Josh, Jock Landale. That, that's the guy I was talking about. And obviously, they got Deshaun Tate. So, you know, so I, I, I love this team, Eddie. I would not be surprised if this is a play-in. So shout out to Monty and Amen because I think they're both going to do a good job. How do you feel about the Rockets this year, Manny? Because I love them a lot. I'm going to watch them a lot, bro. I really am. Yeah, I like the whole organization. I like Tillman Fatida as the owner. You know, he's an aggressive businessman. If you know his businesses, you know, this is a guy who owns, like, every freaking restaurant in Texas. He does? <laughs> you know, aquariums and casinos. And so this was a guy who, in COVID, lost a lot of money. And he was still aggressive. So I like how the owner thinks. Raphael Stone is a protege of Daryl Morey as the GM. I think he's done an okay job. And then Emil Doka, I, I'm a fan. I think he should still be the Celtics coach regardless of what happened. But when you look at him right now, whether he was an assistant or a head coach, he's never missed the playoffs, ever. He has never missed the playoffs as a coach or as an assistant. So I, I think the expectations are the same. I disagree with you. Dylan Brooks is arguably the best perimeter defender in the league today. Yeah. And when you look at his age and factor in how long you signed him for at Houston, this contract's a bargain. I mean, guys like this are not available. Look at no. Holiday's contract. Yeah. Look at look at uh, uh, Marcus Smart's contract. Like, that's the price you pay for you know defensive perimeter players who could potentially win defensive player of the year. He could win that award. Yeah, so he can. I, I I think for Houston to get a player that talented, that was shocking because now when you have a closing lineup and you have Dylan Brooks and Armin Thompson as your backcourt, like good luck. Good luck, you know, dribbling past that. It's going to be very difficult to beat this team. And, I, and I'm so bullish on the Rockets because I know how Ime is old school as well, like Monte Williams. Yes, sir. He's going to build this team from the defense first, which is why I have concerns over Jalen Green. I don't think Jalen Green is going to get an extension because, remember, he's playing for a contract. His playing style is extremely similar to that of Fred Van Vliet. So for them to bring in Van Vliet on $40 million, which was yeah. the money that you were going to give to Jalen Green a year from now, that tells me Jalen Green is probably not going to be there. I don't think Ime Udoka has any patience for these Kevin Porter Juniors and these kids <laughs> no, who no. are going to run into yeah. trouble with the law. So they might struggle early on because it's going to be hard to get some guys off the roster, but I, I, I fully expect them to be contending for a playing spot. Yes, yes, I agree with you, Matty. I love this team a lot, yes. All right, now. Um, the Nuggets, by the way, Maddie. Now, obviously, they lost Bruce Brown. I think what the Nuggets are doing, Maddie, they're they're, they're depending on the rookies, right? I like the Hunter Tyson. I like um, you know, Julian Strother from Gonzaga. I like uh, obviously they got Payne Watson, and obviously they got um the guy yesterday, uh, Jillian Pickett. I like the Pickett guy, the rookie guy. So mm. you know, do you think 
Denver's gonna, you know, I mean, I would not be surprised if they're, they're the favorites, man. I mean, I we still gotta respect them. Denver, the great, uh, the uh, the best starting five in basketball right now, in my opinion. Uh, the question is gonna be, Manny, are they gonna miss Bruce Brown? Is it possible? I, it wouldn't surprise me if I say yes, because shout out to Bruce Brown. Congrats for getting your money at, on, in Indiana. I think Indiana's gonna be an underrated team this year. But anyways, Manny, how do you feel with this team? Do you think they got worse? by Bruce Brown going to the Pacers, or do you think the Denver Nuggets are got better in a way? I think the Denver Nuggets are a team that was always going to contend for a championship for as long as Jamal Murray and Jokic are healthy. That's the best duo in the league. I think the only yes. guys behind them is probably Bam and Jimmy and, you know, maybe even AD and Braun. Like, yes. you know, Jamal Murray and Jokic, what they did in the bubble that year of COVID was amazing. You know, unbelievable. Come back, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yes. To come back from 3-1 in two different series, you know, to get a game off the Lakers, they were a good team then. So even if Jamal was healthy that next season, I would have bet on them to win the championship. Look, they're one of the best four teams in the Western Conference. Yes. So as to whether they win or not, I think it's going to come down to do they get the number one seed? Because we all saw it clearly is a factor when you have to play two games in Denver. It, it factors yes. it more than any other home field advantage. So I think Denver is, is, is a good team. Interested to see how Christian Brown figures out his role in the team. There were other rookies on this roster who didn't get an opportunity to play. And I think they're going to play. And so, yeah, it, it's more so about does Jamal Murray stay healthy? I see they didn't offer him a contract. So that nope. tells me they want him to prove it this year. And so, I mean, I think Jamal Murray is the best. I think him and Trey Young, in my opinion, I mean, a lot of people disagree, which is fine. I understand because <laughs> I value playoffs more than, you know, NBA regular season stats. But I think Trey Young, Jamal Murray, they're the best point guards. But, you know, Jamal Murray has been hurt. He's going to have to prove if he's worth 45, 50 million. And so when that guy's playing for a contract, I think he's going to play a lot better. I think there's a lot of people who think this team was a fluke. I don't believe so. If nope. anything, I think they're going to be a lot better. But one name that I would look out for, Vince, is Michael Porter Jr. Because yes. if he does not play well, uh -oh. they could find a way to flip him. He has a $30 million on his contract. And I think there's a lot of teams who could use a player like that off ball. Because Aaron Gordon played a lot better than Michael oh, way Porter better. Jr. Oh, yeah. So I think Porter Jr. to be the fourth option on the team and you getting paid thirty million, I think that's a bit of a that's something we should look at. I you know, will he play better? We'll see. But I do believe Denver's looking at this roster thinking, oh no, we're not done. We still have our first round picks for the future. We could yep. potentially trade for someone and get more defensive help because the last thing I'll say is Vince, remember, this team was not good on the defensive end. They were Hell terrible. No. Manny, were, Manny, were, I mean, their backup point guard, listen, God bless him. The only Reggie Jackson we know is, is from the Yankees. I'm not trying to be funny. Let's keep it a beam, man. Yeah, Reggie Jackson, and they, they got DeAndre Jordan. This man, DeAndre Jordan, was dancing with cheerleaders. No, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm joking. But go ahead, man. Good point. Good point. Yeah. Yeah, like, so they, they, they don't have a good defensive team. So they, don't. They, they can come back and run the same team back, and, and they'll still be one of the top four teams. But if they trade Michael Porter for defensive help, I think yeah. that will take this team over the edge, and that will oh, be yeah. something to look for. But I still think oh, Denver yeah. is a top-four team in the West, for sure. Uh, for sure, for sure. And one more team, and people are, are forgetting about this team, Matty. I love this coach because he came from the Celtics. You know Will Hardy, right? He's like head coach mm -hmm. for the Jazz. I love this team, Matty. I like what they did. I think this is an underrated team that people are not talking about. Walker Kessler, John Collins. I think Collins is going to do well. Look at Lauren Markkinen. Shout-out to THC. They got Colin Sexton, Clarkson, and obviously they got Bryce from the Ohio State. 
And obviously, they got Taylor Hendricks, Keller Olenek. This team is not bad. How do you feel about this? Manny, my hot take, I would not be surprised if this is a playing team. I, shout out to Will Hardy. I think he's going to do a good job. I would not be surprised if he's coach of the year. Because, Manny, I love this young Jazz team. Your thoughts? Yeah, I, I, I think that the Jazz are going to be similar to where they were last season, where they're competing. And then towards the end of the year, trade deadline, it looks like things yeah. are not going to go well. And then they trade guys. I, I think that they're just in too tough of a, of a conference right now. They yeah. don't have a player on this roster that you can say this guy is clearly the future and we're going to build around him. You know, there hasn't been that guy who has come into this team and from day one you could see it's the best. Now, if Keontae George can do that, that will be impressive. But we first have to see a player emerge as the best player on this roster mm-hmm. before we can say they can compete because every other team in the Western Conference has a dude. And so I think it's impressive what they can do with a collection of, you know, B plus C guys wow. and then, you know, get ways to win. But I think the lack of a number one option came back to haunt them towards the end of the season. So, you know, they signed guys to contracts like Jordan Clarkson and things of that nature. But I think what you need to what you need to factor in is how they don't have a number one option on offense. And that's particularly nope. what's what's harming them because Will Hardy can coach. They were running some good defensive sets. You know, everybody knows their role. But I think what this is gonna come down to is the fact that when you look at the guys, it's just Jordan Clarkson, John Collins, Taylor Horton Tucker, Romeo Langford, Laurie Markin, and like no one stands out as the best player. So I think this is a team that could potentially trade for a guy or tank because they clearly do not have that number one talent. But it's impressive how well they played last season, and it wouldn't shock me if they do the same this season. All right, let's go with the predictions. Here we go, Maddie. So we're going with the Eastern Conference first because the West is going to be tough for, for us and to predict, by the way. So, number one, I'm going to go with the Bucks. Two, I'm going to go Celtics. Three, Miami. Four, the Sixers. Five, the Cavaliers. Six, the Knicks. Seven, the, Net- the Nets. Eight. Oh, shit. This is going to be hard now. Um, Fuck. You know what, man? I'm going to shock you. You ready? Number eight? Yep. Orlando Magic. Okay. Orlando okay. Magic will be number we will be number eight and number uh after that you know Chicago obviously and then obviously you know the, the Pacers Toronto and so and so on and so forth so Maddie who do you have one two eight I will say I'm gonna go with uh Milwaukee but no Milwaukee Miami Boston Philadelphia um Cleveland five let's have Atlanta six, mm. Toronto seven or eight, and then the other spot I'll probably give it to Brooklyn. Brooklyn wow! Yeah. So you don't have Andrew Jarrell Joe's Knicks. Well, if the Knicks were to be here, which I clearly left out, I would say, I would say probably for the Cleveland spot. I would say probably for the Cleveland spot. I, I I just think a lot of these teams are not done yet and they might be trade. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, I have to revisit that. But I do think, yeah, for sure, the Knicks are definitely one of the best eight teams. Um, So, yeah, they'll, they'll probably be there somewhere between five and ten. Um, But, yeah, the, the, those are eight teams that I look at and say these teams are probably going to go to the playoffs. All right. This is going to be tough now for the West. Now, I think the Knicks is going to be number one regardless. So, so number two, um, this is going to be tough now after one. Two, I'm going to go with, uh, fuck it, I'll go Kings. Three, I'll go Lake, the Lakers. Four, I'll go the Suns. Five, I'll go the Clippers. Six, I'll go, 
Oh, shit. This is going to be tough, Manny. Um, six. You know what? I'll go Golden State. I think the Golden State will be six again. Seven, I'll go Me- uh, Memphis. And eight, I'll go. Oh, shit. Now this gets tough. This is just really tough. I'm going with. Fuck. Yeah, I think OKC is going to be in playing team. I think number eight is going to be the Mavericks, man. I do. I do. I do. And I, I think the playing teams are going to be OKC. Oh, shit. I forgot about the team. See? See how tough the West is, man? Mm. Gosh, man. Oh, my God. Um, You know what? Number eight, I'll put Minnesota. God, and I would not be surprised. This is, this is tough, man. The West is so damn good. So. Um, I, and by the way, I would not be surprised if Minnesota was six, five, or, or whatever, because they're so dead. People forget Nas Reed was unhealthy. But anyways, um, yeah, uh, playing team will be the um, you know Thunder and um, and then um, yeah, and then yeah. Okay, anyways, uh, Manny, who's your number one to eight in the West? I will go Denver. Yeah. Lakers. Okay. Mm, Denver Lakers is. Okay. Um, Phoenix. Okay. Is the four. Memphis five. Okay. Dallas six, and okay. then Minnesota seven, and Houston eight. Ooh, okay, Manny. And then who's the playing teams? Obviously, OKC and whoever. Um, playing teams, I'd say Sacramento and. Okay, we can put OKC there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, for me, who gets coach of the year, real quick, I'm gonna go with. Hmm, well, if the Bucks get the number one seed. I, I, it's got, it's got to be Adrian Griffin, right? It has to be. Fuck it, why not? So yeah, Adrian Griffin. Uh, what about you, Manny? Rookie of the year is gonna be tough for the pick. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, coach of the year. My bad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, coach of the year. If Miami has a good year, I think it'll go to Eric Spolstra. Okay, that's a good one. I like that. I like that. I like that. I'm gonna go rookie of the year. I'm going with Ooh, she's gonna be scooter. Oh chat. I'm gonna go chat uh if he's healthy. I'm gonna chat. What about you, Maddie? Yeah, Holmgren. I'll go with the same. Okay, okay. MVP, I'm going with I'm God, this is gonna be tough. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with a Joker. Mm, MVP I will go with Dame Lillard. Okay, okay. Why? I mean, I'm just predicting. I'm not, I, I didn't really think anything about it. I just think it's going to come down to the guy on the new team and whoever wins the most games. So if Dame Lillard stays healthy and does what he's been doing in Portland, which is averaging 30 for these past two to three years in Milwaukee, yeah. I think that will get him an MVP. Okay. Sixth man of the year, I'm going with, I'm going with Gabe Vincent. What about you, Manny? Yeah, yeah, I'll go. I'll, I'll go with either him or Chris Paul, depending if Chris Paul's okay. a six man. But uh, yeah, yeah, I, I think I think it will be uh, one of the guys in the Western Conference for sure. Okay, most improved. I'm gonna go with Austin Reeves. What about you, Manny? Most improved, I would say someone who didn't make the playoffs last season. Right. Um. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, Probably, you know, yeah, I, yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'll go okay. Boston teams as well. I haven't really thought about that one. Yeah, yeah, it's it's probably it's tough. It's tough for the for that award. Um, and uh, who's gonna win defensive player of the year? Ooh, this is gonna be really tough. You know what? I'm gonna do it because I think he's gonna fit well with his system. I'm gonna go with Joel Embiid. Okay. Um, 
I just saw the odds now of who was gonna. Damn. Okay. Nah, I don't have it anymore. No, I think defensive player of the year is either gonna come down to Giannis. Oh, here's the odds. Mm. Giannis and beat an AD. One of it. Or Bam. Yeah. I, I mean, you you've got Draymond Green at plus sixteen hundred. So yeah, I I I like I like Draymond on this one. Okay. Okay. Now let's go predict the Western with, with the Western Conference. So if you had, but Manny, if somebody asks you, Manny, if you had to bet your money. Who's going to be in the Western Conference Finals when healthy? For me, I don't care if I'm biased. I believe in our depth. I think it's going to be the Lakes show in Denver again in the Western Conference Finals. Mm. Um, so that means the Lakers would have to finish either two or seven. Um, yep. I, I, I would say it's probably going to be Warriors Nuggets. Okay. I like Okay. Okay. Eastern Conference. Oh shit! This is gonna be tough. What should be on paper should be it should be Bucks and Celtics. But you know what, Manny? I think your I think your hunch is gonna be right, man. I think it's gonna be Bucks. I would not be surprised he in the Eastern Conference Finals, man. I would not be surprised. It's it, this is this is tough, man. This is really tough. I mean, it should be it's like Manny. Like we're thinking through our heads. It should be Celtics and Bucks in the Eastern Conference Finals, right? But but then again. Are you betting on the field? Are you betting on some, uh, you know, uh, with that, with the, um, you know, Eastern Conference Finals? So I'm going to go with Bucks versus. Oh, shit. I'm, yeah, I'm going to go back to Celtics for now, for now, but I would not be surprised if he uh, make it right there. What about you, Manny? Yeah, Bucks Miami, I think, is going to be the rematch of the first round. Okay. Okay. And who do you got winning for that one? Um, uh, if everyone's healthy, I got the Bucks winning that because you know then it's the whole Bam and Jimmy versus Giannis and and uh, Lillard. So I'll just go with the two best players. Okay, that's... okay. For my, I'm gonna go with Darvin Ham's team versus versus the Bucks. Um, look at that. Look at that. Uh, Maddie Darvin, the, uh, Darvin Ham used to be the assistant for the Bucks. I guess Giannis. Look at that. I'm gonna have Lakers versus Bucks. And yeah, there you go. And who, who's your? So it will be for you. Who's your final pick? Will be Warrior. It will be like what? Denver versus um. Uh, excuse me, Milwaukee, or do you have Miami making it again? Um, yeah, I, I think we're gonna get you know the the matchup that everybody's been asking for, and that's Giannis versus Jokic. Now, if that happens, Manny, who do you have winning the finals? Between that matchup, I, I think Giannis is the better player because of the defense, and so I think Milwaukee they got a little dynasty going on here. It, it got interrupted with Chris Middleton getting hurt, but them upgrading them on offense. They had a de- they have two defensive player of the year candidates in Brooke Lopez and Giannis, so I think they're a better team than, than, than the Nuggets because of their defensive prowess. And so in a matchup with everybody healthy of Milwaukee and Denver, I'll go with Milwaukee. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, real quick, this, 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 real quick, real quick if, uh, before we end the show, Manny, um, mm-hmm. my question for you is this. If Harden goes to be a Clipper, how far would the Clippers go with Jim Harden when, if they're when they are healthy? I don't think they'll go far. I just think it's just too hard to just keep changing teams and thinking that in your thirties you're going to be able to, you know, uh, tilt the table like you once did. So I just think that at this point, the 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 Clippers are just asking for trouble in this always trying to trade for guys in the middle of the season. So I'm actually off the Clippers. I didn't even mention them in my playoffs because I just think that. <laughs> At this point, whether you run it back with Kawhi or whether yeah. you trade for James Harden, they've just made so many bad moves that at this point, 
I just think it's gonna it's gonna come back to lose its ugly head. And if you trade for James Harden, you're just compounding a worse problem into an even worse one. So I think the Clippers need to stand pat. And if they get James Harden, they'll probably be a worse team. And also, Matty, uh, and I don't blame you because listen, we don't we don't hate on the Clippers. We just, we just we just call it like it is, right? The Clippers are just cursed, we, and, they, and they are. It's, it's unfortunate because they always have talent. They, they always have talent, but it is what it is. All right, Matty, this was a great show, man, because we educated a lot of NBA fans out there. And guys, we're not trying to, we're not being hated. We're just calling it like it is. Now, if it, if we're wrong, me and Manny will come on this podcast again and be like, we're sorry, we're wrong. But anyways, Manny, yes, sir. Have everybody on social media so everybody can follow you, my guy. This has been a great show, and I'm looking forward to next week's show. Which, by the way, breaking news, by the way. I know this is a basketball show, but don't be surprised if Frank Clark is released or is traded. But if he, by the way, if Frank Clark is released, not surprised because the Broncos are pretty much tank, tanking or pretty much like cleaning house. Frank Clark, if you are released, come uh, come come to San Francisco. We'll we'll stack the decks for defense again. I laugh out loud. But go ahead, Matt. Go ahead, Matty. Yeah, yeah. Anybody, everybody can catch me on Twitter at linksgp. That's links with the Z, a la NKZGP. And, you know, find me as a guest contributor on shows like this, NFL Now, overall sports show, more shows coming in in the future. But just excited to do shows like this as I continue to build my online profile. You can catch me at LynxGP on Twitter. Of course. Me and Maddie will be back next Tuesday recapping week six. And obviously we're doing week seven picks on the Tuesday Supreme Football Show. I'm looking forward to that. You guys can follow me at Respectable Bank and obviously Vinside, B-I-N-C-E, S-E-I-Z-824. Which, by the way, man, just to let you know, I don't know if Andrew Jones is doing overall on tomorrow, but if not, um, he'll be back more than likely Monday because he's probably he's more than likely busy tomorrow, and that's okay. So, so in other words, Manny, have a great weekend. Enjoy, enjoy it, and I'll see you next week, my man, on the 265 Media Football Show. Peace, man. Peace. All Thank right, cheers, man. Thanks for having me. Of course. Peace.